Now our scripture passage today is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. It's chapter 2, verses 9 to 16. Uh, before we read that, let us uh, pause for a moment in a word of prayer. Good and heavenly Father, we're the giver of all good gifts. Lord, we thank you that you have given us your word to teach and instruct us here today. Father, we know we cannot understand these words unless the same spirit that inspired their writing would inspire us today. And so we ask, Lord, your Holy Spirit to move among us, Lord, to be in our hearts and our minds and our thoughts and our feelings, Lord, into the depths of our souls and spirits. Father, as we read and as we hear, we pray that that spirit would illuminate us and that we would understand your word and will for us. Father, bless this holy reading of your holy word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 16. Listen now to the word of the Lord. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for the Spirit of that person, which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the word, world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, as I was kind of moving about my week and, you know, going places, grocery store, here in the church, and some of the kids' stuff, I, I kind of had this feeling that there was, I don't know, this sense of nervousness about people this week. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm imagining it, maybe you felt it too. There was, there was just some anxiety, I think, that was, that was hanging over us. And at first, I, I thought I really wondered about what, what the cause of this anxiety was. But the, the more I thought about it, the, the more I started, it, it makes sense. You know, there, there's been a lot going on this past week. You know, we just had those, those, those two terrible shootings last week. And every time we hear something about that, we are, you know, for good reason, kind of nervous. Always wondering where it could happen next. And then the... Numbers from COVID are starting to yeah, take a little rise again, and there's talk now about the mask again, and 
we don't want to go back there. We thought, oh, that was all behind us. We don't want to get involved in this mess again. And Ukraine stuff is still going on. Gas prices. I mean, man, who doesn't get depressed and anxious when they fill their tank up now? Like, man, how much money is that? I got to throw gas. And then we don't trust our government either. I mean, right now, nobody, nobody trusts the government. And again, if you're a Democrat or Republican, conservative or liberal, you don't trust the government right now. And depending on who you are, you don't trust a different branch of the government, right? The conservatives right now don't trust the executive branch. And Joe Biden is not getting any leadership. He, he's, he's lost his mind. He's not strong enough. We can't trust the executive branch. But if you're more left-leaning, you can't trust the Supreme Court. That's what they're saying now. Supreme Court's broken. We got to do something about the Supreme Court. We got to replace it. We got to put more justices. Supreme Court has betrayed the American people. There's all this going on this weekend. Probably good reason to be a little anxious. Good reason to be a little nervous. We don't know what's coming next. We don't know what might happen next in our country. We were hit unawares with COVID a few years ago, and it had a catastrophic effect in our life. And we don't want to be blindsided again. So there's this anxiety among us. But we know as, as, as Christians, we're not supposed to be anxious. We're not supposed to be fearful. We've got the assurance and the comfort of the presence of God. We're, we're, we're not supposed to be anxious about these things. Jesus told us, don't be anxious. But we're anxious. We still get anxious. We still get nervous and then and then we put some guilt on top of that because we know we shouldn't be anxious we should trust in god how come we're anxious and how can we can't feel the comfort and assurance that god's supposed to be giving us i think one of the reasons we don't feel the comfort and assurance god is giving us is because we don't know how to look for it we don't know what to look for We've not been good at really being able to recognize God when he gives us his comfort and assurance and guidance. We know it's there. We have faith it's there. We know somewhere it's there. We're just, we're not sure how to recognize it all the time. We're not sure always how to identify God comforting and guiding and assuring us in life. And I think the problem is we've forgotten about the Holy Spirit. We have a hard time recognizing the comfort and assurance and the guidance that God has given us because we have forgotten about the Holy Spirit. Well, well I'll say forgotten. Maybe that's not fair. We, we just, we tend to forget about the Holy Spirit. We don't forget completely. We just tend to forget. The Holy Spirit doesn't get the attention that the rest of the Trinity gets. You know, the Holy Spirit kind of, he gets forgotten a lot. We, we talk about a lot about God the Father. We talk a lot about God the Son. But God the Holy Spirit doesn't get near the amount of tension that the other parts of the Trinity do. I mean, look at the holidays for them. The, the holidays for the rest of the Trinity get all the attention. You know, what are the two big holidays of the Christian church? Christmas and Easter, right? And Christmas is all about, it's all about God. It's all focusing on the Father, what God did. God so loved the world. God became incarnate. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. God doing all these, these great, wonderful things to show his love for us. And then in Easter, 
Well, that's the holiday for Jesus. And rightfully so. About his life, about his death, about his resurrection. It's all about what Jesus did for us. But what about the holiday for the Holy Spirit? Does anybody know what the holiday for the Holy Spirit is? Yes, it's, it's Pentecost. But <clears throat> Pentecost isn't a major holiday. Pentecost is kind of a, it's a forgotten holiday, right? At Christmas, we're like, hey, can you believe it's Christmas already? Or, oh, look, Easter's just around the corner. But Pentecost, most of us don't even know it's Pentecost until we show up at church and it's red. Like, oh, it's Pentecost today. What about that? So the Holy Spirit doesn't get the attention of the other members of the Trinity. And it wasn't always this way. Pentecost used to be a big holiday. It used to be a huge holiday. The three major feasts of the medieval church, Christmas and Easter, and the Feast of Pentecost. But Pentecost has become less and less over these years. And it's faded to a minor holiday in the church calendar. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit has faded to a minor role in our life of faith. Now some of this is expected and some of it makes perfect sense and, and I'll tell you why. See, the job of the Holy Spirit is not to talk about himself. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit does, hey, look at me. I'm the Holy Spirit. Somebody give me a cheeseburger. <laughs> the job of the Holy Spirit is to point to God. Is to point to Jesus. And to say, hey, look at what God's done. Look at what Christ has done. You know, God is great. Christ is great. That, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit kind of tends to, to fade into the background anyway. But at the same time, we can't forget about the Spirit. We can't forget about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is critical to our life of faith. And if we forget about the Spirit completely, if we don't make an effort to know and understand the Spirit, our Trinity is not complete. Trinity is not complete in the life of our faith can suffer if we forget. If the Holy Spirit becomes a minor player in our life of faith, we're leaving out something critical and essential to us knowing and understanding God. And if we don't know and understand who the Holy Spirit is, then we're missing out on much of the comfort and assurance and guidance that God is offering us. Because the way that God offers us guidance and assurance and comfort is through the Holy Spirit. Did anybody see my sign out there, by the way? The one facing this side. Anybody get a look at it? Good look at it. It's real clever. It is. It's very clever. I'll tell you what it is. It says, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you have a Holy Spirit. Spirit, like a whole. So you get it like holy and holy. Oh, all right. Well, listen, you get the point, right? The point is, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, then you're missing out on something essential to our faith. If you don't know and understand the Holy Spirit, you're missing out on something essential in our faith. Now, I just said that. I'm, I'm going to back up for a minute. I'm going to backtrack on that statement. Because you don't have to know the Holy Spirit to have the Holy Spirit. That's kind of the catch about the Holy Spirit. 
It's good to know and understand it, but you don't have to actually know about the Holy Spirit or understand the Holy Spirit to have it. Because you may or may not know this, but you have the Holy Spirit right now. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. It works in you, and it acts in your life right now. And I know this because in, in, in Corinthians, Paul said that nobody can say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. You cannot believe and say the words, Jesus is Lord, unless the Holy Spirit is in you. You can't claim and take on Christ as your Lord unless the Holy Spirit is working and active in your life right now. And we've done this. As Christians, you've made a confession of Christ as Lord, so that proves the Holy Spirit is in you now. The Holy Spirit is always already working and active in your life. You may not know it. You may not be aware of it. But he's there. He's there giving you benefits, blessings that we probably don't fully understand. Think of it like this. Think of it like you have a friend that loves you, that appreciates you, that adores you more than anybody else in the world. But you've never met this person. That this friend is active in your life. He's, he's following you around. He sees you doing things and he's helping you out behind the scenes. Sometimes when your, your, your check bounces or your car is declined, he's there putting money in your bank account. He's talking you up to other people. He's telling everyone, you know, how good and great you are. He's watching out for you. He's protected you. He's, he's, he's guarded you from accidents that you've never known were about to happen. And, and this person is always, he's always around you, helping you out, but you've never met him before. You have no idea who this person is. And what an incredible blessing to have somebody like that in your life. And think of how much better it would be if you knew this person. Think how much greater it would be if you were able to know and to meet and shake hands with this person and just, man, thank you so much for what you've done in my life. And, and knowing that person, you can have a relationship with them and you know who to go to when you're in trouble. You know who to turn to if you need advice. You know who to call if you're feeling fearful and anxious. Because you know about this friend that's always looking out for you. That's exactly what it's like with God's Holy Spirit. It dwells in you now. Spirit dwells in you today. He's blessing you in ways that we might not ever know until, until we get to heaven. And he blesses you whether you know him or not. But how much more incredible is the blessing and the benefit and the wonder of your life to know the Holy Spirit is there. To know this friend that you have with you always. So what is this <clears throat> Holy Spirit that we're talking about? Now, first off, <clears throat> the first misconception we have about the Holy Spirit is we say, what is the Holy Spirit? And that's not the right language. It's not what is the Holy Spirit. It's who is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not a what. It's not a thing. It's not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. And, you know, we, we tend to think of or at least talk about the Holy Spirit as if it's another force out there in the universe, like electromagnetism or gravity, or, or maybe it's like the force in Star Wars. You know, and if we want to 
channel and use the Holy Spirit power, and we have to focus, kind of like Luke did. And, and, and once we get holy enough and clean enough and pure enough and we pray in the right way and we say the right words and we have the right attitude, then we can focus and channel this real awesome Holy Spirit power in our life. And people get it wrong all the time. And churches get it wrong all the time. I've, I've heard churches and, and preachers and, <clears throat> and people talk about this. And they'll say, to get, you know, to get channel of the Holy Spirit power, you got to pray in this way. You know, if you want to just tap into the Holy Spirit power, you got to talk in this way. you got to read these scriptures. you got to have this right attitude. you gotta, you got to speak in tongues. And they're treating it like it's this magic power. And you've got to do the spell in the right way to get the Holy Spirit working in your life. The Holy Spirit's not like that because the Holy Spirit is a person. And we don't manipulate or control or channel a person. At least we're not supposed to. You're certainly not going to control or manipulate this person. Like any other person, the goal is to have a relationship. And that's how you want to interact with the Holy Spirit in your life. Not a force that we control, not a force that we channel, not a force that works in our life. This is a person with whom we strive to have a relationship. This isn't just any person. The most unique person you'll ever encounter in your life. This is what it says about the Spirit in Corinthians. It says, the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God <clears throat> except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. This is the Spirit of God. And just like your spirit knows what you're thinking, it knows what you're doing. It knows what you're feeling. Your spirit is what animates your body and gives you life and it gives you power. The Holy Spirit is the same thing with God, though. The Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit moves in the power and the wonder and the greatness of God. And that's the spirit that's with us. Think of it like like the presence of God. That's who the Holy Spirit is. The presence of God moving here on earth. The presence of God that is working and is active on earth. And he's been this way from the very beginning. In Genesis 1, it said that the, that the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the deep. And here at creation, when before anything was made, it was the actual the Spirit of God, the breath or wind, which is the same word for spirit in Hebrew. There was a spirit that was moving over the deep, and it was the Spirit of God that created everything. And every time we read in the Bible about God doing something, it's the Spirit that's actually doing it here on earth. Every miracle in the Bible, that's the Holy Spirit. Every prophecy that's happened in Scripture, that is the Holy Spirit. Every healing, every mighty act. When, when scripture was written, it was the Holy Spirit that was inspiring and guiding the people that wrote scripture. When Jesus walked on this earth, he walked and he moved in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because at his baptism, it said the Spirit came down and rested him, rested upon him like a dove. And the early Christian martyrs, 
those who faced persecution and death for their faith, the only way they were able to do it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit giving them strength and endurance until the end. And that same Spirit is working in you today. The very same Spirit is moving in you today. Every time a believer accepts Christ as Lord and Savior, it's the Holy Spirit. Every time a sin is forgiven, it's the Holy Spirit that is just wiping that sin from our soul. Every time a prayer is answered, it's the Holy Spirit. Every time a prayer is heard, that's the Holy Spirit. Every time that warning bell goes off in your head, has it ever happened to you? When all of a sudden there's this little voice saying, oh, I don't know if I'd do that. It's the Holy Spirit. Listen to it. Every time we're comforted, our fears are stilled and we're given peace. It's the Holy Spirit. Every time we have a sudden revelation about knowledge of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Every time that, that voice cries out in your heart to just to go talk to somebody. Maybe call a person you haven't talked to in 20 years. Like, what am I calling that person? And then you call them, you find out they're going through the hardest time in their life. It's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Every time there's that stirring in your heart, or you have a burden for missions, you say, man, I just can't think, can't stop thinking about people in Nigeria. It's the Holy Spirit putting a burden on your heart for his people. And we dismiss it so often. We just think that this is some, you know, uh, quirk of our psychology, just some random thought in our head. And maybe sometimes it is. But usually it's the Holy Spirit is talking to you for a specific reason. Because this is the Spirit of God dwelling in you. This is the Spirit of God in your heart and your mind. And the Spirit is going to work even if you don't know He's there. How much better the Spirit works when we know who it is. And we know why He is here with us. So when you begin to recognize the Holy Spirit, when you begin to, to know and understand the Spirit, an amazing thing happens is you can start to work with the Spirit. You can work with the Spirit of God in you instead of Instead of thinking you have to do this alone. Instead of thinking you have to do all of this by your power and by your strength and by your goodness and by your knowledge and by your ability. You realize you've got God right there with you the whole time. What a difference it is to know great assurance it is for us to know that God is right there with you. I'll admit it, these are confusing times we live in. They're very confusing times. I never know what's going to pop up on that news feed. I've come to the point where I'll expect anything right now. Very confusing times and also very fearful times. But you don't have to go through this alone presence of God is with you today. In Romans 5, Paul says, hope does not disappoint us. 
because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Hope does not disappoint us because we have the Holy Spirit in us. And that means we can always hope. We can always hope in this life, not just because we have the assurance that God is in charge, not just because we know that God will win, not just because we know that one day we're going to have eternal life. We can hope today because we have the assurance of the Holy Spirit in us. You have the knowledge of God in you today. You have the presence and the power and the hope of God in you today. Just think about that. All the presence, all the power, all the goodness, all the hope of God dwells in you today. And it makes all the difference just to know that God is with us. I got a homework assignment for you this week. I got a homework assignment. I know it's into the school year. I don't want a homework assignment. This is a good one. This is a good homework assignment. What I want you to do this week is I want you to try to recognize the Holy Spirit moving in your life. The Holy Spirit is moving in your life. He already is moving in your life. What I want you to do is try to recognize it. Take a minute. Take a few this week. Stop every day and to think and to try to recognize how the Holy Spirit is moving in you. I think you'll be amazed how often you will see, how often you will see the evidence of God moving in your life through the power of his Holy Spirit. It'll make an incredible difference in your life. It's not going to make you any holier. It's not going to make you more righteous. It won't even make you closer to God. What it will do is you'll start to realize how close God is to you, how close God is always has been to you he's so close he's in your heart and he's in your mind and he's in your soul he's so close he's with you when you rise up in the morning and when you go down to bed at night he's so close he's with you when you drive your car and when you sit at your desk at work God is so close to you he's with you with you in a foreign country and he's with you when you're sitting at home with your family. In fact, he's so close. He's with you in your darkest moments. He's right there beside you in your greatest triumphs. This is the God who will never abandon nor forsake you. All we have to do is look inside. All we have to do is look inside and become aware of a deep knowledge and a great power that lives in you. And it's not a power of our own, our own making, nor is it a power at our own command. But this is the Holy Spirit of God. Sealed upon your heart. Forged upon your soul. And walking with you every step of the way of your life. Leading you to the arms of God. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.